This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the old Trailblazer, riding out again on old Dan. Come on, Dan, let's go. Got to get up. Got to get a getting. Get out there on the trail and bringing the message. God's people need to hear God's message and refuting error, all of this error about this divine healing and all those things that we're bringing. So we come on, Dan, let's go. In our last study, we were looking there in Second uh, Corinthians. Well, I want, let me give you uh, our topic of it. It's not a sin to use medicine. Medicine it does not honor God, dishonor God to use medicine. No. In 2 Corinthians 12, 7, we find that God permitted Satan to buffet the apostle Paul. There was a thorn in the flesh, and Paul prayed for healing for the removal of this thorn. But God answered it in his own way. We saw that in our last study. He said, my grace is sufficient. And I, I asked you, do you know anything about the grace of God? You know, I find myself to see myself much more sinful than I ever did before I was saved or under Holy Spirit conviction. But my, my, my whole theme is that my grace, speaking of God, his grace is sufficient. And the Apostle Paul saw that. The Lord, in essence, said, I'm not removing it. I'll give you grace to overcome it. And he used that in Paul as he did sickness in other men there, Job, others. If you turn there to Hebrews 12, 6, now you will find these words. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. That's Hebrews 12 and 6. The word of God says here that God, not Satan, scourged every man whom he receiveth. And he goes on to say that if you escape that scourging, that chastisement, you are not a son of God but an illegitimate bastard child. There in verses 1 through 8 in 2 Corinthians 12. Now, this chastisement may be through persecution. I know, I'm, I, I speak from experience. I, I, I go through much persecution. Folks who uh, take issue with me and criticize me and cut me down, as the old folks used to say. But I find that the Lord said, if they persecute you, they persecuted me first. Oh, listen, listen. This chastisement that the Lord brings may be through that persecution. So we're to praise the Lord for it. It may be with sickness, as it was there in those other great old men of God. Therefore, all diseases are not Satan's work. No, sir, let's don't blame Satan for everything, my friend. Let's don't. I've, I've, I hear Satan ridiculed, you know, and all the time, most of the time, it's just your damnable old self-will and, and hard nose and you won't take the blame, and you won't, won't ask the Lord for forgiveness. But listen, uh, let's go there now to turn to John chapter 9 and read verses 1 through 3. Let's listen. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did this sin, this man or his parents, that, was blind, that he was born blind? And Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. Now, isn't that an enlightening verses, verses of Scripture? I've, I pondered over that for a long time, but I see it clearly now. We see here that his blindness was providential. And I've mentioned in our last study, I praise the Lord on a daily basis for the providence of God, no matter what it brings about. I know that I was a, I was a church member in a little Armenian church, free will, self-will church. And I was happy as a bug in a dead stump. And after a while, 
the Lord providentially brought me to hear the late pastor, L.R. Shelton Sr., and he was preaching the old-time gospel message under an old tent, and the Lord took that thing home to my heart. I didn't know it. I had no idea. I, I, I thought I was saved because the pastor told me I was saved. little old two-bit evangelist told me I was saved. Just got out of div- divinity school and told me I was saved because I shook his hand. Now, my friend, I want to bring you this little thought. The Bible says in Ephesians, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin. Now, I want to ask you, if you shake your pastor's hand, will that quicken you? Will that, will that make you alive? No, 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 it won't. That's foolish, isn't it? That's foolish for me to even ask you that. But listen, here we see the providence of God, and this man, this man's uh, blindness was not a result of any sin on his part, nor his parents' part. It was sin of God, not of Satan. Just like the Lord providentially put me under the sound of the gospel that I might hear the truth, the true word of God, took home to my heart like a, a barbed arrow, as the pastor used to say, and, and all of this was of God that it might, he might be glorified opening this, these blinded eyes. All of this was done beforehand that this uh, very occasion, I don't know whether it was night or day or whatever it was, but it was ordained by the providence of God that he would open this man's eyes that Christ might be glorified. It was said of Hudson Taylor. You remember the story of Hudson Taylor? He was the founder of the Inland China Mission. Oh, if you don't have his book, you need to go get it. After he had opened the first mission there in China, he was forced to return home and was on the bed of affliction for five years. We don't know anything about suffering like that, do we? You don't, and I don't either, hardly. But listen, after five years, he raised him up. But it was during that time, those five years, that God dealt with that man and taught him and wrought in him patience and faith to trust the Lord, and that he would follow his leadership out there on the mission field. My friend, it takes a lot of grace. It takes a lot of of mercy and love and patience and teaching of God to teach a man how to wait on the Lord. I know the old trailblazer, been an impatient man all my life, easy to fly off the handle, easy to go off on a tangent. But over these years now, the Lord has given me grace. It's all because of his providence. He taught me this. He's, he, I sat under great men of God. I sat under some of the old saints of God here at Radio Mission. And I, I, I visited with them, stayed in their homes, visited with them, with their families, listened to them pray at night. And uh, it taught me. It taught me uh, how to live and how to trust the Lord. Have you ever done that? Has the Lord ever taught you? I tell you oftentimes, many of you who hear the old trailblazer, you may not have a clue as to how we how this uh, ministry got started. But we here at Radio Missions have a gracious bookstore, and we have the writings, the autobiographies, and the biographies of many of those old divines, the Whitfields and Spurgeons and Bonars and, and uh, Hudson Taylor and, and all of those. And I, I learn from those folks. I, I read their sufferings, and I mentioned to you in our last study about the book on strange tales. I learned from that book. Because I saw the sufferings, how the Lord brought those men and women through sufferings in order to teach them, in order to grow them in grace. It's like someone made this uh, parallel. He said, you know, you don't grow an oak tree overnight. No, I've lived long enough to see trees that I sit out when I was a young man, a kid, and I see them now growing into tall oaks, tall pecan trees, 
that I set out, set it, put in the ground back there when I was a child. I saw them grow up. Now they're all 80 years old almost, 75 years old. But you don't do that overnight. You take a little old hickory nut and put it out there in the ground, and it'll come up if you protect it from the bushes and the bush hogs and all of those things. It'll come on up. In a few years, it'll be up five, six feet tall. It'll be up 10 or 12 feet tall. But it don't happen overnight. Now, neither does a man of God learn overnight what he needs to know. So the Lord put Hudson Taylor in the bed for five years. And I could tell you others. I could tell you some whom we never raised up off of the sick bed. But, oh, my friend, listen, listen. It was during those five years that God dealt with him. And I'm sure his heart was touched many a time. He learned the total depravity of man. He, he learned what, how man is a, is a sinner. And he learned uh, that every man who says, Lord, Lord, is not of the Lord. He saw their lives. Listen, my friend. And uh, it was God and not Satan that afflicted Hudson Taylor. Put him on his back for those years just to teach him. Go there and read his life story and uh, see how the Lord used him. As I've, as I've often stated, Many of the sicknesses that God's man has suffered over the years was all because of the Lord, not because of Satan. Now, you take that, and listener, my listener, would you not be led astray by false doctrines concerning divine healing, but with an open mind? I ask you to have an open mind. Search God's words first, word first to know whether or not you are saved. Is that is that question ever been posed to you, my listener friend? If it hasn't, you haven't listened to the old trailblazer very much. I ask folks, are you saved? I ask you old truckers out there on the highway, and maybe you lady truckers. I know there's some ladies out there that drive trucks and partners and, and, and teams and all. I know that. Are y'all listening to me at this time, lady trucker? If you are, wake up your husband back there in the back bunk and tell him the old trailblazer asking you, are you saved? And let, let's stop on the side of the road up there at the wayside park somewhere and, and get honest with the Lord. And I tell folks here, look in your mirror. You can do that on the side of your truck. you got them big old mirrors there. And when you get out, look in that mirror and say, am I saved? Am I saved? The greatest thing in the world, my friend, is to know that you're saved. Not, not that you got a big 401k. Not that you work for the world's greatest trucking service. None of that. Surely it's good to have a wife and a family back home. But your greatest thing is to know whether you're saved or not. Because if you're not saved and you know it, you come to find it out, you have a chance to be saved. That's right. That's why we preach and teach that the Holy Spirit must come there and awaken you before you ever cry unto the Lord. As long as you think all is well, everything's fine, the rent's all paid, house notes paid, truck notes all paid up, all that's fine, I'll live Eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we'll die. Oh, no, like that rich man sat on his front porch there one evening in the evening shade, and he saw the reapers ringing in the grain, and he said, what must I do? My barns are all full. Uh, they're running over. They're brimming over. He said, I know what I'll do. I'll tear down them old barns, and I'll build new ones. And then I'll say to my reapers and harvesters, bring all that grain in here and store it. And I'll say to myself, soul, soul. Eat, drink, and be merry. Thou hast much goods laid up for thyself. If that was the end of that story, it'd be all right. And I know it's well to have barns full of grain and hay and all those things. I know that's good. I know we used to do it. But the, that's not the end of that story. The story says that God said, Thou fool, thou fool, 
This night, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. And I tell you, right here this morning, you up there in in, uh, Kalamazoo, Michigan, out there in Sacramento, California, whatever time you hear in the old trailblazer, this night may be your last night. We had an accident on the interstate right here by my home, and and the wreck, the car looked like it had been crushed in one of those crushers. Young man died, died in an instant, going to work, thought he'd get to work and come back home. But my friend, I asked you, do you know the Lord? Listen, you're always preaching salvation, they tell me. Yes, because that's a major theme of God's word from Genesis to Revelation. And if you miss Christ, you missed all. If you miss Christ, you missed you miss heaven. If you miss heaven, you headed for hell. The greatest thing in this world is to know Christ as your Lord and as your Savior. So the old trailblazers are going to go on, keep on keeping on, day by day, day by day, and giving out the gospel. I wish you'd write me and tell me that you're listening. Remember my mailing address, the old trailblazer, post office box, 1810 Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And my website, go there and look at my website, radiomissions.org. And you can look, you have a picture there of the old trailblazer and radio schedules and many, many things and our statement of what we most surely believe. Until next time, goodbye and God bless you.